Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Houston Astros. The Astros. The Astros. This exclusive Astros segment on Sports Talk 790 is brought to you by Xfinity, the future of awesome. It's awesome. Welcome in, welcome back. We are switching gears and talking a little bit of baseball as we've had a whole lot of baseball as we had a double header split by the Astros winning their first, losing the second. And the best person to talk baseball with, my main man, Brian McTaggart. You can follow him on Twitter at Brian McTaggart, M-C-T-A-G-G-A-R-T. Brian, what's going on? Indy and Chris, how are you today? Doing well, guys. How you doing? We are good. We are good. Tell me this from your perspective as a doubleheader. How does that work? After the first game, do you have to quickly put something together, then get back to watch the second game, then put something together after that game? Or do you wait for both games to be complete? No, I had two separate stories from each game. So, yeah, as soon as the first game was over, I had something. And then we uh, we went on the Zooms real quick. Got Dusty Baker in the starting pitcher. And then I, I went back to that story and sort of updated it. And was able to finish that right before game two started. And then, you know, after game two, do it all over again. So uh, it's kind of weird having seven inning games. Uh, the second game still lasted three and a half hours, which was kind of crazy. So it was a long day at the ballpark. But really hard to sweep a doubleheader, uh, especially when you're starting pitcher in game two. doesn't even get out of the first inning. You're really behind the eight ball. So, um, so Astros at least have a couple of days now to uh, rest their bullpen and get ready for a big series this weekend. Double header, double the work. Does that equal double the pay? I wish. Right? <laughs> yeah, I got the. Well, there's no games the next two days, so I was kind of balancing that out. So I, I might get doc pay now that I'm not. I won't be doing anything for a couple of days. Brian, I wanted to ask you this: this series this weekend is just uber, uber important for the Astros. When you look at the standings, we just passed the halfway mark of the season yesterday. Uh, you know, thirty game, thirty one games in now. But when you talk about this division, the Astros are four games back of Oakland. And look, the Astros are probably going to make the playoffs regardless whether they win the division or not. But in my mind, you just need to go out there and make a statement this weekend because it's not hard to look at the schedule and realize they beat up on the crappy teams and they've lost to the good teams like the Dodgers and the Padres and the A's. I just feel like, man, if you can go take two out of three against Oakland, that'll go a long way with keeping you in this divisional race. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, it's the last time they get the A's at home. Not that home field advantage is huge nowadays, but um, yeah, uh, you know, the season's half over, like you said. So if, if they could win two out of three and, and cut that lead by a game, but they can't afford to get swept. I mean, they get swept by the A's, the division's over. I mean, that's it. They'll be seven back with, what, 20, 25 to play. I mean, that's, you know, they're not going to come back from that. And you're right. I mean, they're they're going to make the playoffs at this point. The division is so bad beyond the Astros and and A's that, you know, two teams make it. So, I mean, they're pretty much a lock to make the playoffs, but at some point you do want to flex your muscle and say, you know, this, this is our division and let's make it close going down the stretch. That being said, I mean, I think the A's are the best team in the division and I think they're going to win the division. But um, yeah, I mean, that Astros have not played as well against the good teams, beating up on the bad teams. I mean, that's what you're supposed to do, but 
but at some point you want to you, you show you can go out there and compete with a good team like the A's because they're they're pretty pretty complete right now and they're playing really well. So uh, that's good. it is a big series. With Belak's struggles and the fact that Christian Javier would probably be playing minors if all things were normal, would you say or could you say that the Astros have the least experience when it comes to the pitchers right now in the entire division? Yeah, I mean, the A's have a lot of you know new faces as well, but I don't think anyone's gone through what the Astros have gone through and had nine, ten rookies in their bullpen all at once, too. I mean, even, the, even game two yesterday, they had eight pitchers, six of them are rookies. And those guys, you know, some of those guys wouldn't be in the big leagues if this was a normal season. There's no doubt about that. Some of them have pitched pretty well. Some of them look like they they really, you know, don't need to be in the major leagues right now, but it's just out of necessity. So the Astros have been hit harder by, by injuries and have to deal with younger players more than anybody else. But, you know, nobody else wants to hear that. You know, every team's going through their stuff, and this is the big leagues. You've got to go out there and perform at the highest level. But, you know, the, the good news for the Astros is, I mean, it, it, we keep saying this, but it seems like Jose Arquiti's getting a little closer. Uh, Brad Peacock's maybe getting a little closer. And I think getting Arquiti back, even if you use him in relief, um, and put them in the bullpen is going to be a huge boost for this staff. And if they can stretch them out a little bit to start, I mean, that'll be even better. They have to consider what they're going to do with the rotation going forward. Belex had two really terrible starts. Um, I guess they could skip him now that they have a couple of days off on the next start. But you're going to have to start finding out who are, who are the guys you want getting the ball in the playoffs because the playoffs are coming. I mean, we're only halfway through the season, but the playoffs are going to be here in five weeks. I mean, this is coming fast. So you got to start figuring that stuff out too. Brian, I'm just curious your thoughts on this lineup and where they are right now. It looked like Altuve was kind of starting to put it together, and then you know a couple of Ofer games these past couple of days, and then you know Kyle Tucker in my mind has been the almost the MVP of this lineup. He's been the mm-hmm. nice, pleasant surprise. You look down, Yuli suddenly batting close to 300. Correa's been having a good year. It's just kind of a mixed bag up and down this lineup. Yeah, mixed bag for sure. And, you know, Tucker, you're right. I mean, I think I would pick him to be the first half MVP. And he's been a big development because, um, you know, at the beginning of the year, it was like, where's Cal Tucker going to get his at-bats? You know, you got the three veteran outfielders. You got Alvarez. You know, how are they going to mix him in? Well, you know, he's playing more than anybody. You know, Alvarez is out. Brantley was out. Springer's out. So there's no, you know, they need Cal Tucker. And he's he's played really well. You got to tip your hat to him. Um, But they need Springer to get going, number one. They need him healthy. They need him producing at the top of the lineup. And so it looks like they could get him back in the lineup on Friday after he took that nasty pitch off the elbow. But Altuve, that's a tough one because, yeah, he looked like he had turned it around a little bit on the road trip. And then we come home and it looks like he's, you know, like the guy we saw the first four weeks of the season, which is a concern. But we're sitting here past the halfway point of the season and he's hitting, what, 210. Springer's hitting one something. Um, I know it's a shortened season, but. Their chances to go anywhere in the playoffs, they need those two guys hitting. I mean, look at what look at their playoff track records. Both Altuve and Springer have been unbelievable in the playoffs. But you know, they need Gurriel to keep it up, and you know, Correa's certainly done a nice job and is having a, a really good year too. Um, but it, to me, if they, if Altuve and Springer don't get going, I don't think they have much of a shot to go very far. In your opinion, and I know I asked you this a couple of weeks ago, but as things move on, how has the MLB handled everything from the games to when they do decide to postpone games and the test? How do you feel like they've handled everything? Well, I think so far so good. I mean, we're we're still playing, and you know, we're getting closer to the playoffs. And, and like I said, the whole reason we're doing this is to get to the playoffs because that's where the big money is going to be made. There's going to be a, a billion dollars at stake, so. They've had a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of adversity to work through with what went on with the Marlins and the Cardinals. 
and they've been able to work through it and, and get those teams on the field and, and they're starting to you know build up their game totals now they're back over the marlins are over 20 games now so they're kind of catching up to everybody else no one likes seven inning games no one likes the the runner at second base to start extra innings, but those are just the things we got to do this year and just swallow it until we can get to October and, uh, and hopefully get through that. And, and that's, what's going to be interesting because to get to October, they really can't afford to have uh, a COVID outbreak because that would really destroy the postseason. So I just wonder if they're going to go through with this bubble format or what, but the fact we're still playing baseball here in, in late August, I, uh, you know, I, I think, uh, I think baseball has to be happy with that. Uh, last thing, Brian, we know that the trade deadline is, is coming up here. Uh, you know, if you go by what some of the national rankings say or MLB.com's rankings, that it shows the Astros farm system is not as loaded as it once was. It, we, I think we got spoiled so often thinking about how talented yeah. that farm system always was. And, oh, they're always going to be players at, at the trade deadline. This year's a little bit different, but they do have needs. Is there a move or an arm or a bat or something you think that could make a difference for the Astros at the deadline? Yeah, I think so. I mean, gone are the days where they can, you know, send four prospects to a team and get a, a Garrett Cole or a Verlander or, you know, Zach Granke, even Charlie Morton. I mean, they, you know, uh, well, he's the free agent signing, but, you know, they've made some big deals to get, you know, three starting pitchers the last few years. And in those deals have, are one of the reasons why where they're at. I mean, they've sort of gutted the system. But relief pitching is a little easier to get. I mean, you can get a reliever for a mid-level prospect, uh, they, especially if you get somebody who's uh, is going to be a rental for 27 days. You don't, I mean, it's not, you don't, you know, you're not going to have to send them for Whitley or, or one of your top pitching prospects, but, you know, you are limited to trading guys that are in your 60 player pool. So, you know, does a guy like Brian Abreu, uh, you know, maybe, you know, his name pop up a little bit in trade deals to get something done, but I think they will try to get a relief pitch. I almost think they have to. I mean, there are a few guys out there, Trevor Rosenthal with the, the Royals, who's going to be a free agent at the, the end of the year could be had. The issue is there are so many teams in contention that everybody needs pitching. So everyone's going to be going after the same guys and uh, it's going to make it that much harder to pull a deal off and, and the price will go up a little bit. But I, I would be surprised if they didn't bring in at least one established relief pitcher to put the back of that bullpen with Presley. That's the voice of my main man, Brian McTaggart. Make sure you check out all his work at MLB.com. A great follow on Twitter if you want to sound like a baseball expert like myself, <laughs> at Brian McTaggart. Enjoy the rest. You deserve it. Look forward to speaking with you next week. And stay safe out there, Brian. All right. You too, guys. See you all next right. week. Brian McTaggart of MLB.com. going to take a quick time out. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.